I like to say that I'm a child of the 90s. I think I grew up basically between two major musical eras, kind of the punk era and maybe like the metal era. So in my musical taste until recently, or not recently, but until I became more of an adult, my music was more metal and punk. And the thing I liked about punk was that it was very kind of of the moment, sort of cinema verite, if you will, if I can use a term. Anyway, so with that in mind, and also in mind that my real audience, I like to say, is basically these blue-eyed native Chinese speakers of the future that haven't even been conceived of yet, really. So with that in mind, and who my real audience is, somebody way deep into the future, I like to think of them as, like I just said, a blue-eyed native Chinese speaker. I thought I would present to you a podcast I just recorded with a person who runs a podcast called Lady Mouth. Believe it or not, she is a delightful human to talk to in person. Now, you want to ask, I can hear you right now, why are you recording this podcast with her? Well, I'll tell you. When you study the Spanish flu, what you notice, what you see a lot of, are these letters where people talk about people dying in their street, basically in houses all along the street. And they don't really talk about how they feel. They don't really talk about how all this death and all this weirdness around them makes them feel. And I thought, you know, researchers in the future would really, really like to hear how we're feeling now. How are we feeling? What What is up with us? And I thought, basically, I would just release this podcast whole cloth into the world, sort of like my punk idols would have done. Now, I want you to bear a couple things in mind. You know, this is this is pretty raw. And also, it's what we would call not safe for work. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're in an environment that's a professional environment where people aren't expected to cuss or whatever, or if you're basically, you know, if you're teaching children and you're using this podcast to teach kids, this might be a podcast you want to skip over, especially if you don't want your kids learning any dirty words at school. Because, you know, we in this country think if you drop the F-bomb five years too early, the the world will open up and the sky will fall in. Well, I got to tell you, the F-bomb gets dropped in this podcast quite a bit in this episode here. But I decided not to edit it out because I want the blue-eyed native Chinese speakers to hear how people were thinking in 2020 because I think that is crucial. So, in other words... I'm releasing this podcast whole and into the world. All right, ladies and germs, here you go. And, you know, some of you people aren't going to like the language, I'm sure, but some of you people probably will. Anyway, I think it's interesting. And, oh, by the way, I really want to do this a lot. So I'm going to start leaving my History Voyager Gmail for you to get in touch with me. And I really especially want to talk to you if you're in essentially, you know, anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. I think I can get to you in Canada. But those are the two easiest places for me to get to uh, as far as communicating-wise is Canada and the U.S. because of, you know, like, you know, phone restrictions and all. I guess phone plan restrictions more specifically because I record this on my phone. But, um, so yeah, I'm going to release this podcast. She goes by a pseudonym, and she asked me not to put her real name on the podcast, and I understand that. 
This is, after all, one of the most listened to documentary podcasts in the world. Not to brag, I'm just, you know, saying the weather's nice, is all. Anyway, so, without further ado, here is the History Voyager, interviewing the host of Lady Mouth. By the way, I'm going to be on her podcast pretty soon, and I think it'll be fun. All right, talk to you later. Talk to you on the flip side. Bye-bye. This call is now being recorded. <laughs> Thank you, automated woman. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Michelle. What is your last name? I'm not telling you that. You could call me Mixie Plum. Okay, Mixie Plum. I'm yeah. here with Mixie Plum of the podcast Lady Mouth. And my name is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. And the thing I wanted to talk with you about is I had just I just cut my podcast on the Spanish flu in Philadelphia. And it was crazy. And I was thinking about, well, that's why they're treating COVID-19 like they are up there in Pennsylvania. Because what went on in Philadelphia, even at the time, even so when they realized when it was happening, right, not later, like nowadays where people are reappraising the Spanish flu, but at the time they realized it was crazy up there. So I was wondering, how are you making it through COVID, first of all? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm uh, staying masked and protected. I'm disinfecting like a motherfucker. My house is as, as cleaner than it ever has been. I'm cooking a lot, taking walks. You know, I don't care about going out to the mall or eating out. Even though my parents are going insane and they're in New York. And they visited last weekend, and they're like, let's go eat out somewhere. I'm like, this isn't New York. I don't know where we could eat out. But luckily, there's a restaurant right around the corner from us that has an outdoor dining spot. So we did that. I tell you, honestly, um, the stuff I'm looking at, um, as far as from the actual medical folks, medical professionals and things, says that the vaccine might be four years off like a real vaccine might be four years off. And I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's forever. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure the rich people have what they have, you know, because they're rich. Yeah. Why would they care about us? They probably got, like, whatever, just, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to go into conspiracy here. But a proper <laughs> vaccine takes research and medical science. It's not going to be fixed in a fucking three-month period. You know, I'm sorry. Am I cursing too much? I'm loud. <laughs> That's you know what? This is you, and and one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast, like with our podcast right now, is one of the most fascinating things with me is, um, as far as with my podcast on the Spanish flu, is these little like windows into real people. You know what I'm saying? Like windows into real people and how real people got through the Spanish flu. And it's like a paragraph here and a paragraph there, you know. And I just remembered when I used to make movies, mm -hmm. I would I would interview these. used to be like I would interview these old people, you know. They're a little bit older than my parents are now. But they would be old. And it just was weird how they all had this rite of passage, I guess, where like their neighbor died of, of the cold, you know, or whatever. And now, of course, now they think that was the Spanish flu. You know, modern yeah. doctors and things think that was the Spanish flu. And it just strikes me that, oh, my God, there were all these people dying of this thing and nobody knew. And here I want to talk to normal. Now. People like to stay in the dark about shit. Not Ignorance me. is bliss. Don't you know that? <laughs> well, Nobody wants to learn shit. Well, that was the difference between me and everybody else. Was I was all in school. I was all like, "What's going on? What's happening?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, good yeah. for you because you're in Georgia, right, Ben? And that has to be like 
Yes, ma'am. I can't imagine what's going on in Georgia right now. We're getting you're getting your first black pastor in the Senate, right? Isn't he like leading that guy? I forgot mm-hmm. his name. Um. Okay, so he's running for Senate. I, I don't remember his name, right? Um. He's the pastor of the Emmanuel AME Church. Yeah. Which is uh that was Dr. King's church in Atlanta. Uh that was Martin Luther King's church in Atlanta. And I've oh, been awesome. to AME. I've been to Emmanuel AME. I, I used to live in that neighborhood. Um it's a I don't know if you know this, but it's a, a federal I'm gonna get the word wrong, but it's like a it's not part of the park service, but it is a um like a point of interest. Like a federal oh, um I can't remember the, name, the designation right this minute, but the federal government has designated it as a historical something or other. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, of um, I mean, I, um, from my last podcast that doesn't exist anymore, uh, it was just something silly a friend and I were doing. We were taking astrological charts and comparing them, and uh, we did Martin Luther King with um, Bayard Rustin who is an openly gay civil rights uh, activist that introduced Martin Luther King to the teachings of Gandhi and peaceful protest and all that, which Martin yeah. Luther King's heart, as we all know. Um, nobody hmm. really knows about Bayard Rustin, so I wanted to make an episode all about him. Um, uh, if you guys I don't know him in Georgia, what? I learned about him in college, Ah, in college, right? Um, Not in public school in Georgia. Well, I mean, I went to public colleges. <laughs> but still, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, so you're saying you're wearing a mask and doing all that. Well, let me tell you what's going on around here. Um, I see people like Georgia's, you know, people, a lot of people, there seems to be like a partisan divide. Like if you're Republican, a lot of a lot of your more Republican folks might not be wearing a mask at all. Like I got a buddy, and his uh, his girlfriend lives up in the, the foothills, basically. And mm-hmm. um, he said, when I go to the stores up there, it's like they they look at you funny when you're wearing a mask or whatever, like you know. And um, I don't know. It, it's George Atlanta is. A different, like, Atlanta's kind of purple. You know what I'm saying? Like, red and blue Atlanta's sort of, Metro Atlanta's really purple. You know? Okay. So, like, you'll have Democrat areas and Republican areas. And you'll even have different types of Republicans. Like, you'll have, I guess, like, um, I guess, I don't know what you call them, but money Republicans or financial Republicans, but they'll be more liberal on social issues. And, like, they'll wear a mask. Like, you'll see that in, like, it's the weirdest thing. You go into a store, and you can actually tell the clientele, like, you can make some really interesting sort of connections, like how they vote <laughs> based on whether or not they're wearing a mask. And oh, wow. I was just talking to my cousin who works at Publix, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to come out on a podcast pretty soon. But she was saying that she has seen that a lot. Like, you know, that she says there's a type of person who doesn't wear a mask. And that person is getting angrier and less and less. Like, <laughs> you know, some oh, of them are wearing masks now, yeah? But angry yeah. non I'm like, what the fuck? Do you want to just infect everyone? What the fuck is wrong with you? Can't you fucking sit still a minute and cooperate with the rest of the country that you want to make great again? Sorry, I'm not I'm thinking they're just yeah, Trumpers. No, no I, well, I think, honestly, I think one of the problems that happened um, was that I think one of the problems that happened was that we – was that an analogy was made to people that this was the flu. And what they were thinking of was everybody's had, like, the regular flu, right? Yeah. You know? You know what? And what... 
Oh my god, Ben. Why are people so dumb? <laughs> I don't know. I mean I don't know, but you're right. You're like, right. you know, make fun of me for being an open, accepting liberal all you want, all you racist hate mongers. Sorry, I don't wanna just attack like I don't wanna just assume people who don't wear a mask are all Republican or you know, I'm sure there's assholes on both sides. There's always assholes on both sides that ruin it for others. <laughs> I love that. You know, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that phrase in such a long time. Apples what, on apple both sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apples on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it, it's like, why wouldn't you want to protect you? You talk about preserving human life, and and like, hello, this is how you do it, you dummies. You know, because well, of the people being so irresponsible, we're going to be lo- locked for longer. The billionaires keep getting bailed out, and they're fucking us over. You know? I don't know how old you are, but I remember... I'm 42. Uh, okay. I remember 2008 very well, actually. And um I remember 2008. And I remember when, I guess it was TARP or whatever they call that, happened. And I remember what? thinking at the time, oh boy, that's socialism for them and the rest of us. We're not, you know, Europe on. laughs at us because even our left is pretty much center left. Like, well, right. you know, you know mean, that, right? Like, we're not, yeah, as le- I know we that. might have left thinking people, but we're not allowed to be left in this country because we get blamed for being socialist get the fuck out of here that's ridiculous well, right. and one of the pot i mean there's a in my next season like after i get out of the flu so my yeah. next um thing i'm gonna do is i want to talk about the enlightenment but i also want to talk about like the different like political histories in this country and that's actually one one thing i want to talk about really is that the not where I live, mm-hmm. not where I live per se, but up north, uh, like in the Midwest and I guess like, I don't know about Pennsylvania right now, but the Midwest. We're usually, and, like, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, I, they I'm used a, to I'm, have communists. Everyone had communists. There was always like a communist movement. Like I knew communists in high yeah. school. They didn't do anything. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like actual, oh my god, a spotter and lantern fly. Hold on, I gotta kill it. (laughs) Bird, die, motherfucker. Alright, have you ever seen the movie Starship Troopers? I have, actually. Starship Troopers. When Neil Patrick Harris is all about the bug propaganda, like the World War II propaganda videos where they're stamping on bugs. That's how I feel about Spotted Lantern Fly. I remember Lanternfly. Now you're gonna. I don't think we have those. No, What's you know New York play? doesn't have them either. But Pennsylvania does, and we have to kill them, like the good little bug stompers we are. Are they? <laughs> are they? Do they sting? What's the deal? Do they bite? No, them? they're just flies from Asia that somebody you know came here in a probably a corporate made in China package, you know. And I am not blaming <laughs> China there. I am saying, you know, I mean, obviously we get all our goods from overseas, a lot of them. Yeah. How much American-made yeah. stuff is actually here, yet people bitching, you know? But uh, we had a presentation last year, spotted lanternflies, and we are instructed to kill the fuck out of them. And uh, now the, so you, the other um, fauna here is understanding that they can eat them and they're not poisonous, so we think the nature is going to start eating them soon like the birds are starting to eat them so that's good that's cool so they came from asia huh that's that's yeah. interesting i mean i mean that's one thing with this disease right here the, the i guess the covid uh, please do not how... call it china virus that fucking racist asshole administration well no you know, but the china but... virus fuck you dude like, so many Asian people I know were hit with racism at the beginning of all this, and it was completely unfucking fair You know? Diseases yeah. happen, you know? You can block, you can 
uh, section off the world as much as you want to, but, you know, the world doesn't care if you make us have, like, a passport to go to another country. She don't give a shit. (laughs) She doesn't care what's left or right or what. She gonna kill. That's that's exactly right. This thing doesn't care. And... Hell no, this is her, this this is the planet's world, not ours. We are the organic beings that grew on it. And if she wants to kill the fuck out of us, so be it. Hmm. I'm sorry, I love people and I love humans. (laughs) But, like, people also suck. And if humanity dies out, I'm cool with it. I'll just come back as a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't know. So, um... Anyway, Sorry, I'm getting off topic. No, no, that's fine. So what I wanted to say was, mm-hmm. you know, this actually one of the things, one of the initial parallels between. So I'm also doing COVID nineteen on my podcast, and one of the initial things that I noticed was like the powers that be in nineteen whatever, like nineteen seventeen or whatever, they they didn't really think out the industrial, like industrialization as far as spreading diseases. And that's sort of the same deal with this. Like we didn't really think out, you know, gee, um, you can be in China and you can have this and then it can come over here. And what's fascinating is like they think, now I'm going to get this wrong, but they think like, what was it I read? Like they think that there were people dying of COVID in Washington. It was either like Washington or New York state that were dying of COVID before what they had initially thought was the oh, initial COVID thing. Well, What's my grandparents, I'm sorry, go on. No, that's, No, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say, right before COVID, uh, my co-parent's mom passed away from pneumonia. It was literally a week before COVID. And uh, my friend on hospice finally passed right before COVID, too. He had cystic fibrosis. And I'm actually glad he passed before the whole pandemic because he wouldn't have been – he was in hospice for a year, you know? And then his yeah. lungs gave out. And uh, if he had to deal with COVID, it, it just would have been that much tougher for him. So I'm glad he died peacefully before COVID. But, and again, with cystic fibrosis, it could be anything that killed him, you know. But mm-hmm. they both died like two weeks before COVID. And I'm, before we all really heard about the seriousness of it. And I'm like, all right. Because. Yeah. So, which, so, Wendy, so fundamentally, this is a history podcast. So when did you think, like when you say before COVID, I mean, I have an idea, but for the listeners out in internet, internet land, especially in the future. Yeah, they both died in when, March, February. March, I think. Yeah. I can actually yeah. look at um, my buddy's Facebook and tell you when he died, unless people are it's actually, on it. It's actually wild. Um, I mean, even like I, I got a buddy and he, uh, he was telling me like, I think I had COVID-19, but I had, he says, I think I had it back in, in January because I had this terrible cough and he said he cracked some ribs. And I mean, I'm, I've never heard of cracking ribs from a cough until I started doing the Spanish flu. <laughs> like, oh my God. But. But yeah. So do you have any um I mean here we go, but do you have any QAnon people on your Facebook? No, God no. In fact one of my friends uh <laughs> posted on Facebook, what is QAnon? Do I really want to know? <laughs> oh and everyone's God, like, No, don't go down that rabbit hole. And uh, you know, I <laughs> I like what I, I saw on John Oliver this past Sunday, where the the bitch who was all queuing on and she's getting traction in Georgia now. This blonde crazy chick. Oh yeah, she uh, she's actually their uh, uh, representative. <laughs> she's actually their representative up there. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Oh, wow. He, you know what? He died before March. I'm scrolling his Facebook. I think he died in February. It's mm. everybody writing on his Facebook and telling him, hey, Buffalo lost or whatever. His favorite sports teams. We all just like Frank. I think he died probably the last week of February, it looks like. Wow. Well, technically, yeah. I think they think that was... Mm-hmm. I think now they think that might have been COVID stuff, maybe, possibly. I think so. I mean, you don't know. I mean, they, I I don't know if they ever, you know, I'm sure Frank is dead and he's buried or cremated or whatever. But he just told us my co-parent's mom died of pneumonia in the hospital. And that was probably the beginning of March. Or the second week in March. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, well, they did now, or they were keeping it under wraps, who knows? Well, what's crazy to me is, like, what's crazy to me is I read that there's all these people, like, there's all these um, people dying of strokes now. Like, these young folks dying of strokes. Well, apparently I read that COVID can cause brain damage after you get it and you have Mm -hmm. to really check your brain. Like I had two friends that already had it. One's an EMT and one is a hospice nurse and they got it early and then they went right back to work and well, they donated their antibodies and stuff, but it wrecked them, you know, and they're back to work. So, and I'm a massage therapist and the minute I went, I went back to work twice and um huh. what's my foot? the both days I went uh employee co-workers were not wearing masks and then I saw an email on the um corporate intranet or whatever that said if you don't properly clean your people aren't properly cleaning their shit and if you don't you'll be fired and then I quit because both days I did <laughs> massages Mostly nurses, of course, which I was expecting, because I, I pretty much just massage nurses anyway. You know, I, I work I work right next to a hospital, so I got a lot of medical professionals all the time, and they need it. And it was me and like six nurses crying to each other about all this, like, and how scared we were. And then, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and one of my ch- children is special needs. I don't want to. I don't care if kids don't get it as strong. I don't want them to get it at all. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay home. I mean, I I am slowly working again at a different spa that is a lot cleaner because I need to work. But otherwise, I'm not. It's just scary as fuck. Like, I want to protect my health. Like, if you Mm want to go out and bitch that you can't go out, fine. Just don't go near me. You know, like, and come to where I was in a supermarket. I was in a giant supermarket, which is owned by Stop and Shop. So if you know any of those, it's all by the same corporation. And some dude wasn't wearing a mask. And I called corporate and reported him. And they're like, well, we can't tell people to wear masks. I'm like, why the fuck not? They're like, they might have a medical condition. I'm like, you look at your cameras at 3.55 p.m on the day on this day and tell me that that 30 year old guy with rippling muscles looking like Matt McConaughey glugging you know things of water you know in his cart was medically unfit to wear a fucking mask all right you go tell that that I was pissed and then I tweeted them publicly and then other people were tweeting publicly on the giant food supermarket website like uh twitter that uh, yeah, they don't care. They weren't telling. And I don't go to that one anymore. I go to the other supermarket or I go to the Italian market where they make sure people don't come in without a mask, you know? Do you think, well, let me ask you this. Do you think um, at the end of the day, I mean, whenever, that it will mm-hmm. be the small places that, you know, the smaller shops that kind of put a, put a lid on this? Or keep help to keep a lid on it, basically. I hope no. so. Yeah. I really hope so. Hold on, I'm gonna 
Now the construction people are out here. I'm going to take you off speaker and talk to you like a regular human. Sorry, Ben. Okay. I gotta find it. Oh, Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I know you're recording. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just humbling uh, right now. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to release this all punk rock or if I'm going to cut it. Oh, you do what you want. I mean, I'm I'm punk yeah. rock. Oh, at Lady Mouth, I'm all about. You oh, know, yeah. Put it out there, and, and that's got my key. That's. That's one of the things I love about podcasting is that you can actually, I mean, there's no gatekeeper. You know, there's there's literally no gatekeeper at all. Yeah, I know. I love that. One day they're going to do that, and then we're going to have to, like, watch out. I try to to be kind of, like, uh, um, you know, concerning when speaking. I don't want to just run my mouth off and sound like a dumbass, you know? I don't want to oh, sound yeah. like some angry bitch talking about this and talking about that. I want to have open discourse. But there's so much shit to be angry about. Like, why are yeah. human condition in general is just... It, you're <laughs> there's right. so much it's, stuff to be angry at. It's absolutely... One of the things, like, I was... Um, I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, the the show, uh, like, I was watching, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I was watching Good Mythical Morning on YouTube, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's these two dudes, and they're about our age, and what it is is they just, they look, they act like they're having a good time, and they get all snarky about food and stuff, and it's funny, and I don't know why it's funny. Like, I don't know why, it's like I'm watching that, and I'm like, why would I rather watch this than some show? You know, why is this better than than some show that costs millions of dollars to make? I know, you know what you mean. Like, I mean, all right, yes, I am a dinky little production, and but I, I think with my content and what podcasts have to say, we have a lot of engaging material, and who cares that it's not fucking Joe Rogan, like, produced right. professionally and it's not a celebrity podcast but like is that what you want to hear all the time can't we just you know have what real people have to say you know why and do we need i mean right and that's one of the things i'm doing right now is talking to people about this exactly um not that you know i'm not a celebrity worship person anymore and I, I, there are, you know, uh, celebrities are real people too, but they are people who make a lot of money, who are stable in their economic situation, who don't have to worry about certain things that non-celebrities face, you know? Yeah, I mean, for every, I don't know if you remember, but during the fire, there was some, like the California fire, like a year ago, I think it was. Yeah. There was some uh, famous actor that I even saw his obituary. Like, I saw his obituary. And then oh, wow. they found him in a soup kitchen because he had escaped the fire. And somebody at the soup kitchen said, did, did people know that, do you know that people know, or people think you're dead? And so he put out a video saying he wasn't dead. Oh, my God. And I'm like, he, he basically said, like, the only reason I'm alive is because I looked out my window and saw there's a fire coming. And so I got my phone and <laughs> just left. And <laughs> yeah, and give like, up all your shit. Yeah. Just save yourself. I mean, but he said, like, the I'm just eternally grateful that my wife and kids were were gone to the store at the time. And, I mean, like, yeah, okay, like, you're. To a certain extent, you're just like us, but to a whole lot of other extent, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't think people understand that people in a higher tax bracket from wealth are on a different plane. I'm not trying to make it rich, be poor or anything, but people with monetary privilege have it different. It's just a fact of life. 
Yeah. I mean, if I was ever a celebrity and I would have monetary privilege, then, you know, I I would hope I would, you know, try to work for people more so than I am now. I mean, I'm doing what I can. Hmm. I mean, my podcast is all a platform of people trying to have a voice and, and being allowed to speak up about anything they want to speak up about. I'm not just, you know... I, I hate when yeah. people just automatically assume, oh, liberal hippie, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I am a liberal hippie, but I want to hear what everyone has to say. You know, I have Republican friends. Do I really have to say that I have Republican friends? You know? <laughs> you know, I mean... I'm not trying know, to prove I mean, shit to that, but I, I guess, you you know, you're in Georgia, and I'm like, oh, people are going to hate me when they hear this. <laughs> They're like this well, bitch I mean, from New York. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, look, I mean, do I know super conservative people? Yes. Um, I have a friend, actually. He lives, it's funny. Uh, I have a friend, he lives in Indonesia, and he's from Georgia. And he's a, he actually grew up on a, on a farm. And, uh, he went to Indonesia, married a woman, and they have kids. But, you know, he's probably, the most conservative person I actually know that I'm friends with, and here he is married to a Muslim lady. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, this world. Um, anyway. Honestly, surround yourself with the people you love and that treat you well, you know, and fuck the haters, no matter what side they're on. That, you know, I do you, you but... Like- yeah. You're 49, but at least care about people. For fuck's sake, I feel like nobody is empathic in this country. Like, I mean, there are. You know, like, can you not put yourself in someone's shoes? <laughs> you know, like, why do you got to be selfish and be like, I'm not gonna wear a mask. This is boring. I don't want to be locked up. I was like, I was. I have to say, this quarantine has been pretty beneficial for me. And I don't don't take me out of context here. But not only it allowed me to to push my creative side finally, you know I've been trying to be in the entertainment career forever. You know I've written books, I act, I'm an extra in movies sometimes or TV shows, and you know it takes a long time to build up, you know, mm. a, an oeuvre to try to get out there, mm. you know. So one of the things like um. Well, the whole reason this podcast even exists is, is I was actually, I was before the pod, before COVID even happened, well, before it happened mm-hmm. in America, I, uh, I'd heard about it and I was like, I wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't know what to do it on. And then I thought, I remember the Spanish flu. Let me, let me study on that. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know what I did. Look at know. you. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was, exactly. one of the things that stunned me learning about it was, and this is a term people throw around a lot in 2020, but mm-hmm. how racist the powers that be actually were. And not just the oh, like, oh, that's, that's from the beginning. We're, they're all racist. All the powers that be are racist. <laughs> Doesn't matter well, what we, uh, call it. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Let me give you an example okay. of what I mean in, in 1918-style racism, okay? All right. So one of the reasons that Philadelphia was hit so hard by the Spanish flu was the mayor of Philadelphia and also, like, the guy who ran the political machine in Philadelphia yeah. believed to the very – or at least publicly, right, believed to the very end – that white Anglo-Saxon Protestant folks could not get the Spanish flu. <laughs> <laughs> like, they literally couldn't get it. Oh, my God. And it actually got to a point where, like, the military installations in Philadelphia, like, the, the doctors running the military installations in Philadelphia, essentially, over the repeated objection of the president, we're like, okay, we are going to treat all civilians that come to our door. Like, if we're not going to go find them because we can't. But all civilians that, that want to come, 
uh, we're going to treat them because we live here and they live here. <laughs> yeah. We're no healthier than they are. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. You know. Oh, racism. I mean, racism, it, is, racism and money are behind all power. I mean, let's face it. You know, and it's funny because I'm noticing now in this world that I'm mixed race. Um, I'm half a European immigrant and half the first people that Columbus encountered, Taino, which is what became of Puerto Rico. You know, um, Taino Uh were the first Native Americans that Columbus uh, raped and pillaged and persecuted. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't think people understand that ships land on the shore. They didn't land in the Midwest. So when you land on the Caribbean in the shore, you hit (laughs) those brown people first before you hit the Midwest brown people. And then they raped our people. And that's why I'm a super white Spaniard. Because, you know, that's how it went. And, um. Wow. I mean, I knew that he encountered natives, but I, I was under the impression that he had killed them all. But you're saying he didn't? Well, no. I mean, the first ones he encountered were the Tainos, which were the Spanish natives on the Caribbean, you know, Spanish, all the, anyone brown, black, Spanish, whatever. And then he yeah, went okay. into America to kill the rest of them, you know. And now on Thanksgiving, yeah. it's always like that first time, and you know, he was in with the pilgrims and stuff. I'm like, what is that? Like, I gotta look that up. I mean, because the first people he encountered were Islanders, you know. So I think, yeah, you know, we have such a skewed view of history in this country because. You know, we've been forced for a lot of, from a lot of white oppression, you know? And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm half white, but half of me is European immigrant, like escaping the Holocaust immigrant, you know? So, that Puritan foundation that this country is founded on, I just don't get. Like, so that was your parents that escaped the Holocaust? Or no, that would have been your grandparents? No, 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 no. My grandparents, my great grandparents, you know, took my gra- okay. my my grandparents, my Jewish grandparents. They came to New York in the, before the war, uh, after World War One, but before World War Two, where I'm pretty sure in Poland there was still a lot of Jew hate. You know, even before World War Two, mm-hmm. so a lot of people fled to America from hmm. all countries. You know, even yeah. before, and um. And now, in this country now, what I'm noticing is there's a lot more mixed race than ever. And um, I like that. I'm like, good, stop. Nobody's all white anymore. We're all mutts. So fucking Mm. act like it, you know? (laughs) Like, you're not pure white, no matter how much you think you are. You're not fucking pure white. I don't give a shit how many Confederates you ascended from, you know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, cool. No, no, this is this is actually what I wanted. I just wanted, you know, you want an angry bitch. <laughs> no, well, no I wanted I... people to talk about what's fascinating to me about the Spanish flu is I'll read these letters and they'll mm-hmm. talk about like, well, this is what's going on, right? But it's all like a paragraph or like two paragraphs. It's not like. You know, it's not like this, where you get a full sense of the person and what their world is like and what they're, what are they dealing with emotionally, yeah. whatever. And so there's a lot of questions that people like me and other people have. Like, you know, one of the things it's that such probably saves the world from the coast to the middle of the country. It's, well, it's right. so weird. And I've never been to too much of the heartland. I think Virginia and Kentucky, you know, I've been there. I've, you know, North Carolina, I get that coast too. <laughs> well, I, I haven't really been. been to like the real, I would love to go to Georgia, but. I've been to, uh, um, years ago, I went to California mm-hmm. uh, in a car and like I didn't fly. I went the whole way. 
in a car, and it was it was interesting. And one of the things that was so interesting about it was um, once you cross the Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, well, actually, once you get out of Alabama, I mean, once you once you get out of Georgia and into Alabama and then get into Mississippi, you really start to see like there's a whole lot of rural in America. And then once you cross the Mississippi, it once you cross the Mississippi, it starts to flatten out. And then when you get in, when you get out of eastern Oklahoma, which we're a lot closer to eastern Oklahoma than we are to California. Okay. And we are to L.A. There's a whole lot of desert in this country once you get out of eastern Oklahoma. Oh, I'm like, sure. There's a bunch of it. And I was just like, wow, this is nothing. And the other thing that my dad, my dad actually um, struck up a conversation with a, with a gentleman who we thought was Latino or something mm-hmm. out in Mexico, or I'm sorry, New Mexico. And he actually, um, no, my my family has been in this town for 600 years and probably before that. And he was just a you know a native Native American, yeah. and was like wow. And he talked about how he was, as far as they knew, he was essentially he was full. Um, I forget the tribe, but like he was full Native. There wasn't any Spanish or anything. And okay. it was just so fascinating to talk to him because, you know, he's lived in this. His people essentially have lived in that same spot for hundreds. Well, actually, I've been to New Mexico twice, and New Mexico is beautiful. And, yes, it is mostly Native American and a lot of Mexican, for sure. Yeah. And I love it. It's beautiful out there. Oh, the food's fucking amazing. Oh, my God. And everyone's so nice in New Mexico. Oh, my God. So nice. Like, I I love New Mexico. It's a pretty down city. I was in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. But you go into, like, the Sandia Mountains. Uh, I went to Berlin, um, New Mexico, not Germany, and um, or Berlin. I, I forgot what it's called. But you go out in those Sandia Mountains, and it gets pretty, re- you know, like white biker, you know, old school racism mm. kind of. Like Breaking Bad mm. wasn't lying. You know, the no. guys at the end of Breaking <laughs> Bad that were all the white supremacists, that's what the Sandia Mountains seem to. But there's also artist communities there, so it's like. It's like a mix sure. now, but I feel like white supremacy needs to fucking die and should never have existed in the first place. Like, I don't, I, I'm not trying to make this about racism, I'm sorry, but I, I just don't understand why it exists in the first place. Why are you going to hate on someone because they're not your color? Well, oh, shit. Sorry. I'm all no. angry. I didn't notice my air fryer wasn't latched, and my daughter wants air fried food what? for lunch. That's cool. Sorry, you can cut that out. Whoa! Yeah, I'll yeah you can cut, cut that, that out. out, too. <laughs> I'll probably cut I mean, that pick... out right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's cut that out. I, I don't know why my air fryer isn't latching. My daughter needs her onion rings. All right. Uh, Sorry. Just give me one no, second. I, I apologize. See, this no, is what okay. it is. I'm like, I love the podcast life, and I love talking. I love meeting all these wonderful people I've met and the whole community. And, you know, when I, I'm always prepared for the hate, but it's not like yeah. I really encounter it too much, you know? I don't know what it well, is. I don't know. People outside of New York are people intimidated by me. That's not how it seems in Pennsylvania because I got all my tattoos. I have a punk haircut. I got witch shit all over. I have a pride flag in my window, uh, you know, and I usually have, like, you know, witchy signs outside my door. <laughs> not outside, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And it seems I call P- Pennsylvania passive-aggressive because I find that – um there are not a lot of people just don't talk out loud. Well, I think a lot of, I mean, like when I went to college in the mountains, Mm -hmm. so I, I live, I live in Atlanta, essentially in in Metro Atlanta and Metro Atlanta is, uh, I was at a meeting before the pandemic and I learned 
Metro Atlanta is one of the fastest growing places in the Americas. That's awesome. <laughs> like the, the Americas, plural. So, I mean, I, I've had friends of every, col- of every color, stripe, whatever, yeah, of the sure rainbow, whatever, blah, blah. But when it's kind of like I say this, uh, so Metro Atlanta economically is on par with Connecticut. Economically, oh, education-wise. They have a lot of rich rich money there. Rich money. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of, like, education, in terms of all that, we're kind of on par with Connecticut. So, but the rest of Georgia is not. <laughs> so, ah. it's like, think of, I guess, So, it's like progression is in one area kind of thing. So or it's just slowly hitting the other areas. You know, that's fair. Uh, my cousin. I'm like, not trying, I'm trying to like, make fun of anybody. You know, I no. Just... Well, I think we're different worlds. I mean, not different worlds, but I think we're different. Um, we're so used now that like hanging out in our bubbles, hanging out in our columns or our bubbles or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, um, this is not how we're going to get out of this moment, people. <laughs> this is not how this is going to happen. Can't we work together regardless of skin or uh, political affiliation? Can't we just work together as the human fucking species? You know what I mean? mean, Nobody wants, people don't want to do that. They don't even want to do that. Like, stop holding on to your fucking possessions. Why don't you think of your fellow man once in a while? You want to make America fucking great again? Then think again. Make America think again. There you go. Yeah, that's a good little. That's a good little. Um, that's a good way to say it. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a great way to say it. Actually, For I mean, sake. honestly, just think. That's all you need to do. Vote for intelligent thought. Come on now. Just, yeah. just think. What, what? I isn't it in the Bible? Do unto others as they will do unto you, and that's like in every kind of religious text, I'm sure. Treat people how you want to be treated. You want to protect yourself from health? Then fucking wear a mask. But people who don't even believe it's as big a thing as it is, I'm like, are you that mu- so stupid? That you well, refuse one the, to acknowledge that this is killing people and it's harmful for people and there's lasting brain damage from it. Well, one of the things, like, so one of the things I've seen because of Spanish flu is mm-hmm. I've had so many people, tons of people, tell me, like, my great-grandmother died of the cold, but my great-uncle, he died of Spanish flu. And I'm like, no, no, no. Your grandma, your great grandma, and your great uncle both probably yeah. died of the Spanish flu. Exactly. What about Trump's person, brother? They're not releasing what he died of, but I'm like, oh, he got COVID. He was tested positive for COVID. He that was in the news earlier. He tested positive yeah. for COVID. But so these people that I talked to, right? The person on the other end of this conversation, that there's always like this silence, and then they're like. Oh my God! Why would they lie? I don't like, know. <laughs> why does that? Why lie? don't they know that we know they're lying? Like, how stupid do you think the American people are? I mean, yes, there is a lot of stupid, but like, we want change. We want more thought. We want more science. We want more medical technology. You know, we want you to take care of the sick and dying and not just ignore people who aren't white, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I want to stop voting for old white men in the next four years. Can that happen? You know? Why don't well, we get... Gonna be, what? He's going to be about the... He's going to be the last person of his generation, I'm convinced. This oh, yeah. No more boomer presidents. Happens. I mean, uh, my parents are wonderful, liberal, pacifist boomers, but I'm sick of the fucking boomer presidents. Let's get some Gen X in there. Let's get some more color. Let's get some more races. There are more races than white and black people. Let's get an Indian scientist. Kamala Harris is half Indian and half black. You know? I mean, yeah, there's even a lot of a lot of the liberals are very terse about her, too. Um, 
because she's a cop, you know, and that is a source of contention. But why don't we get scientists or social workers? I heard, I think it was in Georgia, that some or Kentucky, where two social workers were hired in place of cop, more cops, like where they were hiring social workers instead of cops. And guess what? Crime went down, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. Exactly. People I mean, don't want to take care of the problem; they just want to lock it up or kill it. We got to get out of that fucking mentality, especially during quarantine, where we're all supposed to be banding together and taking care of each other. How many people? <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting. No, real. it's fine. It's fine. This is exa- believe it or not. This is, you know. I, I mean, know, I this just... this quarantine has changed me in a lot of ways. I'm thinking oh. a bit more clear. I'm getting older, too. Well, like, yeah. I am now um, involved in my town's politics. Um, okay. I've always done my civic duty. I have voted since the day I turned 18. You know, I voted for Clinton um, in 96. I voted for Bill Clinton. Um, and then... Um, so I I am very big on voting and law and order and civic duty. I don't want mean to say law and order like the way people use it as racism today, and killing. But yeah, like, you know. Yeah, today, but I do respect you know law and order. But again, yeah. I'm white, so I'm white presenting at least, even though I'm half Spanish, you know. And I'm not gotten fucked over for being a woman from the law. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. But, like, my dad worked with the New York City Law Department for 40 years. So, you know, I did learn a lot about law <laughs> and stuff mm. in my lifetime, you know. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to say it like the current administration is saying it. Like, anti-law uh, and order just means let's be racist, you know. Mm. Anyway, so, I don't... I don't <laughs> No, I'm sorry, Ben. You know, no, it's fine. We're we're probably about the same age because I remember voting in '96 as well. Oh yeah. Did you I, vote for Clinton I, or Bush? Well, I think I vote. Well, I voted for Clinton. Oh, yeah. Um, I voted for Clinton uh, in '96. Yeah. And then I went to Florida in 2000, and I remember. That was crazy. That oh, I'm was sure. Crazy. Well, all the Al Gore stuff. Oh my God! It's like what? What? What's wrong with having an environmental guy? The one time, and someone on the environment side wanted to run. We're like, oh no, let's have let's have Florida fuck it up with the old people. <laughs> like, I mean, if people think this is the first election that's been rigged, then they're wrong. Like, we need to stop voting in the white boomers. Stop. Just stop with the old, dead white people. You know Sorry. what was, uh, No, it's fine. You know what was crazy? Like, yeah. so recently, not that recently, but I had a birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was looking through photo albums, and I noticed when I was younger, I used to wear a jacket on my birthday. And mm-hmm. On the day I, you know, my last birthday, it was 86 degrees. And when oh. I was a boy, when I was a little boy, mm-hmm. I was wearing a coat and all those pictures. Just oh, saying. wow. Just saying. Yeah, the whole, I mean, all the, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the Earth has her own agenda. I don't mean to just identify her as a her. The planet has its own agenda. The planet doesn't give a shit what we fight over about. I know we know it already. Exactly. Well, hey, listen, I got to run. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. No, it's fine. I had something to do before, you know, because we honestly believe that, I don't know, I just feel like if you're opening the state up like we're doing, things are going to come to a crashing halt. I (laughs) think so, too. Oh, George is going to, you guys are going to implode soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, mm-hmm. though, real quick, I, I am getting oh, involved sure. in my local town's politics because you have to be the change you want to see, guys. 
If you want, I don't care what side you're on. If you want to make it more conservative in your town, then go to local government. I'm talking with the mayor in my town to make it more open. And we're having a pride event next year that I'm going to help organize because I'm a big ally. But, you know, see the change you want. Do the change you want to see. I'm going to drive people to the polls all day election day. Well, good job. Good job. That's cool. That's, That's cool. I actually know a guy who uh, his thing is he gets pizza on the on the poll at the polls. He loves pizza at the polls and he pays for it. And oh, that's, that's cool. wonderful. I, mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, help your fellow guy, humans out. Exactly. You know? And I know a guy who uh, does what you're doing. He drives people to the polls all the time, and he can't yeah, vote. Yeah, just which started. Is he can't vote, which is why he takes it so seriously. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I guess yeah. he's seen some uh, convictions or something. Or is I, that I'm not exactly sure vote? what's going on there. Uh, if you all, get a re- I always, think if you get like a felon, you can't vote or something. I'm sure, but he's not. He just told me he can't vote. I don't know what's going on. But oh, none of mine then. <laughs> anyway. Ben, it anyway. was a pleasure. I hope we can talk again. I hope I can get you on Lady Mouse. Oh, sure. I, I'm all geeked up. And need I need to study up. up on... We are, and I'm going to have to study well, up on the uh, Salem Witch Trials. But We don't have to do yeah. Salem Witch. Whatever you believe in, let's talk about that, Ben. <laughs> I want that, right. what Ben okay. Ben believes in, yeah. Uh, what, okay, well, we'll do that later, and uh, yeah. I might even put it on my feed. <laughs> Oh, yay. Thank you for having me. I hope I wasn't too angry. Guys, I'm really nice. I swear, if you come and talk to me, I'll give you big hugs. <laughs> I, I I think I'm going to actually, I might, I'm going to cut out the the clattering, but I think I'm going to, I don't know. It depends. Keep the whole thing. I always think I sound stupid when I'm being recorded, and then I hear it. I'm like, this isn't bad. I actually know what I'm talking about. You know? Well, see, my, yeah. What? My. My thing is, like, 75 years from now, somebody might want to know what an air fryer is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. An yeah. air fryer is magic. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Mine is purple, too, and I love it. Yeah. I just love it. There. All right, Ben. I will talk to you soon. And um, okay. heal the earth, people. Heal yourselves. Heal your friends. Heal. Just heal. All righty. Heal. I might... I might have to put something in front because I'm used to, I'm used in classrooms, but I'm a, I'll put something in front to tell people this is, you know, very not safe for work and stuff. But I know I'm a loud New Yorker. Just gonna, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hey, I'm I'm actually gonna have a an, an active. I'm well, a couple activists actually. I'm gonna have a couple activists on here. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of activists on here. Um, one lady I've known for years. We went to high school together, and um, the the guy I want to going to talk to a guy this weekend, and he uh, he's going to be fascinating to talk to. He knows oh, awesome. a lot about the flat Earth people. Oh yeah, you told <laughs> me about that. I can't wait to hear that shit. That's oh, going to be. That's like I've talked to him about it before, obviously, but if you get him going for 45 minutes on that, it'll be oh, scary God. 45 minutes of your life. Consp- I don't even terrifying. get involved. Like, that's why I won't look in the QAnon or, you know, I don't want to know. Scary. It's right. crazy. No, no. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, Ben. <laughs> I won't talk to you soon. I'll, I'll, you I'll have... talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, cool. Have a good All day. Right. Bye. You too. All right, bye. So, hi, it's your old pal Ben again. Well, I thought it was really important to basically hear how raw people really are with this. And really, I'm not even talking to anybody alive today. I'm talking to people way off in the future. Because I've seen these letters through the Spanish flu work that have made me realize that there's a part of the Spanish flu that we just don't see. And the part we don't see is the day-to-day aggravation, the day-to-day terror 
of living in a pandemic. And I think that in itself is as important as the essentially the clinical stuff, the history stuff, whatever else you want to talk about. Now, like I said in the show notes, I'm going to leave my email. And if you're in the U.S., especially, I want to have you on my podcast and talk to you about what your life is like with the COVID-19 situation. I also want to talk to people who are um, of a more conservative bent. I'm in talks right now to have a fellow on. He's a business owner in Texas. And hopefully he'll come on the podcast. Because I want to hear from his perspective how the pandemic, etc. has affected his life in some way. Anyway, this has been Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. And thank you so much. Believe it or not, I'm having an excellent day. And I hope you are too. Bye-bye, and I'll see you later.